you must have been curious to what happened after Elihu, which I did not knew. Oh, wait a second. Now, you know, I couldn't even start that right, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Red River Rising. I'm Pastor Mike along with Rick South City. You must have been at least a little bit curious to join back in today. We are talking about the book of Job here. We've gone through uh, Job and his friends, or so-called friends, and Elihu. And uh, Rick left us here on kind of a little cliffhanger about what happens after everybody else speaks when God comes on scene. So, Rick, is that where we're going to get started today, my friend? Yes, that's where we're going to get started. Uh, Chapter 38, verses 1 through 5, it says, Then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, now, would that get your attention? Well, it's about time we got somebody to speak that actually knows what's going on, right? Yeah. Well, I guess Eli who did as well. Now, but you know, yeah. a whirlwind by itself would get my attention. Yeah. Now, if the so. Almighty is speaking out of it. <laughs> you know, burning bushes, uh, clouds yeah. of thunder and fire. Uh, yeah, radiant lights. Yeah, radiant lights. Yeah, I mean, if I got knocked off a horse and Jesus, <laughs> yeah, all these things would probably get my attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it comes to think of it, Saul kind of got slapped upside the head, didn't he? He did, that's exactly <laughs> right, that's exactly right. Lord, I'll take one of those slaps whenever I need it, I'm good with yeah. it too, yeah. So, um, so the Lord answered Job out, out of a whirlwind. Now, can you imagine that? You know, usually when God answers me, it's just that still small voice, uh-huh. you know, like Elijah experienced. Right. But God is answering him audibly out of a whirlwind. Yeah. So this is just an amazing scene. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, so he's, he, he's, personally confronting job now you know eli who under the uh influence of the holy spirit kind of paved the way um so he's he's talked god almighty is talking to job now he says who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge he's referring to job Mm -hmm. now prepare yourself like a man i will question you and you shall answer me See, he, he, he's kind of in judge mode here. Right. You yeah. Know? My knees would be knocking yeah. right about here, right? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So God, God's convening his court here and, and he's going to, uh, examine Job. So he says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? So he's kind of, uh, you know, I hate to say the word mocking, but he, he's kind of, I guess, just putting Job in his yeah, place. Yeah, well, those rhetorical questions, right? It's, yeah. Hey, hey, you know, uh, and it's not mocking as, you know, because it's not making fun of. Yeah. But what he's doing is bringing remembrance. Hey, don't be judging me now. Look at these things. Yeah. You know, bring these to your remembrance. No. Yeah. So Think I guess he's, this way. He, he's more proving a point that's right. than making fun of. So that's yeah, right. yeah, that's, that's right. a, I'm glad you said that. Cause, you know, he said, so tell me, you know, uh, how did I lay the foundations of the earth? Come on, tell me. That's right. Since you have all this understanding, yeah. you know, tell me. Um, who determines this measurement? Surely you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you're acting like you know. So right. come on. Well, you're definitive. Basically, God's saying you made such definitive statements before. Where are your definitive statements against this? If yeah. you know me so well yeah. to be able to make the definitive statements then of why this has happened, then surely you ought to be able to make definitive statements now under these questions, right? Right. That's what God is pointing out to Job. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, mockery with it. He's saying, hey, if you were so brass and so confident, you ought to be so confident now. That's not the case, is it, Job? Yeah, it isn't. So, you know, God's kind of establishing his his greatness and his sovereignty and his power here. Yeah. Um, and comparing it to man's frailty. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to say in uh, verse 8, Or who shut up the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's saying, you know, when the, when the waters, the oceans burst forth 
upon the land, you know, yeah. who who told it that it could only go this far? Yeah. You know, who who established the doors? And there's a good there's a good, good Christian song out. Yeah. Something about that right now too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, you know, and then verse twelve it says, Have you commanded the morning since your days began or caused the dawn to know its place? You know, mm-hmm. no, we have no power to do that. That's you right. know, God set it all in motion and and he commands it. This is, I got to take a real side note here and I'm going to, I'm just going to speak from the heart and uh, I'm sorry if it offends you, but uh, hopefully you'll listen with a, an open mind and a, and a good ground heart. Now we are talking about climate change and stuff like this around here right now. Mm-hmm. Now God just laid it out to you, didn't he? Right. <laughs> you're sitting here telling me that you're the one that can make these things change. You're, we as people that we could do something different. Remember Elijah prayed for three days, three, the rain stopped for three years. Yeah. Elijah prayed again, the rain came. That Joseph uh, interpreted a dream, right? And and seven years of 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 plenty and seven years of famine. Mm-hmm. Now you want to talk about a you want to talk about a climate change. You want to talk about something you know devastating. What about the Egyptian curses that came through through the Pharaoh from the words of Moses now? Now we all we all put all this stuff in our hands and we're some kind of great master and manipulator of the world and the and, and the things of it. But the truth be told is that at the end of the day, who are we to say that we have understanding of how these things happen? Right. We're supposed to be conserv. I'm a conservationist. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm really like I, I could serve uh, my energy mm-hmm. <laughs> and put it in things that really matter. And mm-hmm. that's God's work. Yeah. I'm not too worried about, uh, you know, whether or not. Um, we're, we're, I'm, 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 I'm pushing back the seas because of, uh, you know, we're not spending another $3.2 billion on some kind of research project. That's just balarkey to me. Yeah. It's a money making scam. It is. I'm, yeah. I'm just telling you, if we put our trust in God and we were really seeking God first and all these things, mm-hmm. these things wouldn't matter. We would all be humanitarians at heart. We would all want to help our, bro- our fellow person out and, and it's nothing but a struggle control that we have here. And what we do is we've taken our eyes off of God and we're putting it on man when it comes to this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. If you want climate change, get on your knees. Mm-hmm. There's what you want to do. Start repenting to the good Lord above and telling him how much we're sorry for turning our backs on him. Sorry for taking him out of our schools and out of our government and out of our homes. Mm-hmm. You want to see the climate change both outwards in, in, in our world and both inwards in our heart and in our families and fabric of society that's where it starts it -hmm. starts by putting him back in his proper place and it's getting us out of the way right and if you go back to your first example elijah prayed that's right elijah prayed to god that's right And god honored his prayer that's exactly so elijah didn't do it upon his own power that's right or his own you know non-profit scientific agency yeah you know yeah, I just, I get so, I get, I get, I can tell obviously I get worked up about this, <laughs> but I do because, you know, even as Christians, we, we get, we get lost in this and, and this mm-hmm. becomes a point of contention among Christians with each other of, of, well, you're not taking care of what God gave us and so on and so forth, you know, and they'll look at that, they'll argue that point with us. Mm-hmm. And my point being is you argue that point, but yet you're okay for us taking God out of our church or out of our, our, our schools. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm just going to tell you, uh, I've got a, I've got a son that's in elementary school and every morning in his school, he has a student there in his class, get up and reads a Bible verse every morning. Now the teacher can't read the Bible verse. Mm. The teacher can't encourage that. Yeah. But when the student went and asked, I want to do this, the teacher in the school can allow it, but they can't, 
you know what I'm saying, endorse that. Right. Well, thank God, I'm telling you, I thank you, God, yeah. that an 11-year-old has more gumption to stand up and do something for the Lord in, in the midst of a classroom school than we've got Christians sitting on school boards out there who sit by and shut our mouths and not say anything when the school says we need to take prayer out of school. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. So anyway, now I've gotten off on it. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Rick. But but I'm going to get us back into this. Yeah. But my whole point being, if we go back to letting God be God, and we let him, and we just serve him with that and the humbleness with it, we'll see God move in, in our lives and on our behalf. Yeah. Get us back into Job, man. I'm sorry. Okay. That was a deep rabbit and, hole. But. You know, um, the Bible says uh, people perish for lack of knowledge. That's right. And if you read the book of Revelations, the sea does not swallow up all the continents. <laughs> yep. So that's not in our future. Now right. there's some bad things that happen once the tribulation starts and the wrath of God is poured out on rebellious, wicked humanity that refuses to repent. Yeah. You know, but the, the polar caps melting and the oceans drowning the continents isn't one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why I've never really bought into the climate yeah. change scare. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm and, a- and to be honest with you, Back when I was younger, the scare was we're going into another ice age. Oh no. And then for some reason, it just suddenly became global warming. That's right. And so. Which uh, now I've been told that the global warming is what's going to usher in the next ice age. Yeah. (laughs) And again, I'm, this is a political, I'm not making a political statement. I'm making a a, a Christian statement. I'm talking about a God statement here is what I'm saying is. Yeah. When we start taking him out because we start looking at ourselves for the answer and not God for the answer. Right. If you're that concerned about it, like you say, get down on your knees. That's exactly right. Pray. And dare I say, Say fast. Yeah. If you're that if you're that concerned about it, you know, are you willing to pray and fast over right. it? I, I would I, I would venture to say, and this is this is this is probably in America. I would say the majority of people don't understand what fasting is anyway. Yeah. And that's just the truth because it's, it's it it is about it is about it is about taken out of even churches to be talked about almost as much as the blood of Jesus is now, mm-hmm. because you can't have restoration without repentance. Now that's just the truth of the matter. You can't be restored if there's nothing that you feel like you need to repent about to be restored to. Yeah. We've taken that out of our churches and, and stuff that yeah. we're preaching. Well, I've noticed anything that gives the body of Christ power against the enemy yeah. oh, is man, being taken deep. out. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. The blood of Christ. Yes, sir. Fasting. Now, Rick, now we're getting into a podcast because you're exactly <laughs> right. Now, you, yeah. you, you, you hit something strong there. That is why the yeah. devil has now tricked us all. Well, not all of us, but has tricked the, 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 the consensus, the overall picture of it mm. to remove things out of the teaching and the pulpits of, of, of churches that can really help and influence Christians to live a victorious life. Right. And in through doing that would make a victorious community. Which makes a victorious state, which makes a victorious country. Amen. That's it. In a victorious world. That's exactly right. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. Man. He, he, All right. he he's weak, <laughs> but he's smart. And, and the yeah. problem is, the That's problem the is, is we don't recognize the intelligence behind it. Mm. We think, that, oh, well, we got power to, and we, which we do. But let me tell you something. It does you no good if you have all the power in the world but no knowledge to be able to put it in and 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 act upon it. Yeah, it's going to. It, it was, well, I could give you a tank 
with a big 50 cal, well, uh, you were in the military. I don't know what caliber those are, the, the big guns on top of the tank, but I can mm-hmm. take a tank and put it in your front yard and tell you, all right, here's your tank for self-defense. Now, anything that comes up to you, this tank ought to be able to take care of it, but you got no idea how to operate that thing. Right. Well, now you got all the power in the world and you got no way to use it. Mm-hmm. Now that's what the devil has done to us. That's right. That's right. Yep. That's where we're at. Woo! That's going right. to be our next episode. Well, all that about the oceans bursting forward. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Those ocean waters. All right, Rick. Get us back right. on it, buddy. All right. So uh, let's see. I think we're at uh, chapter 38, I love verse how I do that. I go way off in left field, and I just oh, throw no, it back to Rick. Have you seen? Uh, I hope you folks stuff. are catching note of this. Yeah. It's I'm just stuff. like, come on, Rick. Dial us back in. It's not a big deal. Go ahead, yeah. buddy. <laughs> well, really, I mean, you can glean so much from the Word of God. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, directly and from tangent points you know teaching points too absolutely yep so yeah you know that living word buddy yes sir yep living breathing word yes sir okay so job uh, chapter 38 verse 16 it says have you entered the springs of the sea or have you walked in search of the depths so god again he's questioning job you know have you done all these things you know these are things that god has done that's right you know job can you do these things Mm -hmm. so uh god is declaring his omnipotence He's all powerful and he's, he's demonstrating, demonstrating to Job man's frailty. Yeah. Um, by, by, uh, asking him all these questions. So he's trying to get Job into the right frame of mind. Right. That how, you know, cause, uh, he's trying to get Job to focus on God's greatness mm-hmm. and, and righteousness his, and his limitedness. And, right. And his, his, uh, yeah. inferiority. That's his, right. his limitedness. Yes. Yeah. Um, then we go into Job chapter 40 verses 1 through 5. It says, moreover, the Lord said, to, uh, moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Twice, yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. So finally, Job comes to his senses. Right. He has the quality and the character to say, I'm wrong. I'm shutting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no mas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, God confronts him and, and says, what say you? And Job is, is smart enough and humble enough to say, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm in the wrong. That's right. You know, so Job admits he, he, he confesses and repents of wrongly accusing God of being unjust. Yep. And, you know, he says, uh, you know, I've run my mouth, but I'm not going to say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to proceed any further. Yeah. I'm just going to shut up and, and learn and listen, listen and learn from God. Yeah. Um, so Job acknowledges God's sovereignty and he submits. He submits to God. He doesn't challenge him. Um, now we'll talk about this a little later in different uh, other podcasts, but notice Job's friends are silent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just. You know, we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah, put but, a little note on that. But, yeah. you know, they're in the wrong too. And, and I think they know that they're in the wrong, but, but not, unlike Job, they're not, they're, they're shut, they're like, let me just be quiet and maybe I won't be noticed. <laughs> Cause I don't want to admit I was wrong. You're right. You know, but Job, you know, Job is, is, uh, he has humility. He, he has the ability to say, wow, I'm wrong, you know, and I, and I need to shut up and repent. Yeah. And then in verse, uh, or chapter 40, verses 6 through 8, it says, um, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Would you indeed annul my judgment? Would you condemn me that you may be justified? 
And um, so he's confronting Job for the specific thing that Job did. Job said, I'm righteous and just, but God's punishing me unjustly. So in God's, you know, first God kind of was establishing, you know, here's me, here's you. You know, I'm great, I'm righteous, I'm almighty, you're a frail man. Now he's addressing the specific thing that Job did. Right. And he says, okay, all right, now that we, you know, now that we, I've got your attention and you've come to some senses, Job, now, do you really want to say that you're just and I'm not? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what God's confronting him about. Um, and, and thank goodness Job was, you know, smart enough and humble enough and, and convicted. Right. He was, uh, responsive to god to god's conviction and god's words and he and he said you know i'm wrong and you're right god and then in uh, chapter 40 verses 9 through 10 uh it says have you an arm like god or can you thunder with a voice like his then adorn yourself with majesty and splendor and array yourself with glory and beauty so he said you know job if you're such a big shot and and know all this stuff you know, if you're like me, then then be like me. You know, you know, let me hear your thunderous voice. You know, adorn yourself with majesty and splendor. Let me see it. Let me see your glory and your beauty. And of course, you know, we're just as we said before, dust. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just dust. But God, you know, God is all these things. He's He's uh, splendor. He's majesty. You know, He's glory. He's beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so God challenges Job to be like Him, and obviously Job can't do it. Yeah. You know, so he's just kind of sitting there, you know, uh, dumbfounded, I yeah, guess. You that's know. a good word for it. I mean, I what, would agree with that. Yeah. Good you know, word. What, what can you do? I mean, if God, if God shows up in a whirlwind and confronts you, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you only th- honestly think you're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, he knew better too. You know, I mean, all, yeah. I really Job, Job knew, you know, at this particular point, he, 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 he started to settle in. Okay. Yep. Yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. And then um, after all this, uh, God goes on to compare Job. Okay, so God compared Job to God mm-hmm. and, you know, got him to acknowledge that, you know, I'm frail man. He's mighty God. Mm-hmm. Now he goes on to compare Job to some mighty beasts that he created called the Bohemoth and the Leviathan. Right. Okay. And he does that to further demonstrate man's frailty. Mm-hmm. In, in all existence, mm-hmm. you know, um, because either of those beasts could just, you know, stop a man <laughs> right. and not think twice about it, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so God's putting everything in perspective. And, and, and that's kind of what Eli, who did under the, uh, influence of the Holy Spirit started putting things in the right perspective right. because these guys were just way out in left field. Okay, and then the rest of chapter 40 and 41, God continues to, to declare his supremacy over creation and humanity. So those two chapters, uh, the rest of 40 and then 41, God pretty much, he's continuing to do the same thing. Yeah. Showing that he's almighty God, you know, we're the created, frail humanity. Right. And so he establishes that. Um and then uh, God continues to have his conversation with Job. But if you want to find out what happens, you'll have to join us next time. But for now, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. <laughs>